Bonjour, bonjour, mes rebelles intelligents. Today I share with you a conference I did at the end of 2017 for Japanese entrepreneurs in Thailand. Yes, it seems like Japanese like to go to Thailand to attend conferences. But why did I do a conference for Japanese entrepreneurs? I'm glad you asked because actually uh, it's just because I went to Tokyo in March 2017 and then I met quite a few entrepreneurs and one of them, Hideki, Uh, asked me what I do and when I told him like what is my lifestyle, the fact that I travel six months a year and I focus more on the quality of my life than uh, to make money, but I try to do the, th the both, uh, he told me, oh, you should totally, totally uh, like share that to the Japanese because Japanese, most of them, they are very, very uh, career driven. They, they work like crazy and sometimes they, they really sacrifice their life for the job, so they need to hear that. That's why he invited me to uh, do this conference. So here it is how to inspire hundreds of thousands of people while doing anything you want for six months a year. Clara already presented me fast. Let me uh, add some um, information about what I do. I'm a French YouTuber, blogger, author. I inspire hundreds of thousands of people every month. I feel very blessed by that. I mostly speak about entrepreneurship and personal development. And I have today, I'm very pleased to say, I have uh, the biggest uh, YouTube channel in French about entrepreneurship and personal development. And I just published a book uh, last year. I just uh, did the, the anniversary a few days ago uh, that sold 35,000 copies in the first year, so it's very good. Uh, France is not as big as the US, so we consider in France that a book is a bestseller when it reaches uh, 10,000 copies. So I did three times that and more for the first year, so uh, I was very happy. And um, that's great. I have a business that um, allows me to, to uh, help a lot of people and to earn a lot of money, but that's not the whole story because this business gives me also a lot of freedom. I travel six months a year since 2011. I uh, usually work between 10 to 15 hours a week when I travel. And when I don't, I, uh, travel, I work 30 to 40 hours a week. So when you do the calculation for the average on uh, my uh, number of hours of work per week on the year, it's not too, too bad. And so it's very, very relaxing. This is my favorite uh, activity when I'm traveling, relaxing on the beach. And um, what is very important to understand, is that's what I want to share with you, is how to have a business that is in service of your life instead of your life being in service of your business. 
And it's a very dis uh, important distinction to have because so many entrepreneurs, yes, they are successful, yes, they have great businesses, but usually they work too much. They work 60, 70 hours a week, and it's not really pretty common to see that. And so they get stressed, they get burned out, sometimes they have to quit their business, so it's a mess. So in this presentation, I want to share with you how you can achieve also this kind of freedom, how you can build a business that is in service of your life. And the first step, that's where most people get it wrong. Because the first step is counterintuitive. Because most people, when they want to have more freedom in their life, when they want to have more free time, what do they do? they try to be more productive. And it seems very logical at first sight, but there is a problem with that. The problem with that is, as humans, we fear the void. We hate the void. What do I mean by the void? It's simply that we hate to have nothing to do. We hate to be at home and be bored. We need to do something to not be bored. And so I have a question for you. What do you think happens if you become more productive and you gain, let's say, two hours per week and you have nothing outside of work to fulfill you? If you become more productive and you gain two hours a week and you have nothing outside of work to fulfill you, what you will do is more work because it's just the simplest thing to do. When you are in front of your computer and you have nothing else to do, you, it's just so easier to stay in front of your computer, even if it's not really important, even if it's not uh, something that will bring value to your business and your life. You can, for example, I don't know, sort files on your computer. You can check Instagram and Facebook again just to make sure that a customer didn't send you a message or something like that. You can check your emails again and again. So the first counterintuitive step is not to be more productive, is to find something outside of work that really fulfill you. And when you do that, it's almost magical because when you find something you're passionate about outside of work, automatically you want to work less and you want to be more effective and you want to be more productive. And when you gain two hours in your week, you know why, you know what you want to do with those two hours. You want to, I don't know, you want to have horse lessons, you want to learn a musical instrument, you want to practice yoga or do some things that really makes you full in your, hair, in your heart. So for me, the activity I found that really fulfilled me outside of work is traveling. That's why I travel so much. Um, when I travel, I, I want to do so many things beside working. I want to relax at the beach. I want to do activities like here you see me in a, in a plane when I was taking a flight lessons. I want to uh, have fun with my friends. I want to discover new things. Here you, you see me with a Japanese uh, master in Kyoto and with my, with my girlfriend. 
And uh, it was amazing. We had a samurai lesson. We learned how to cut bamboo with a, with a samurai sword. We learned how to meditate like Japanese samurai. And uh, he even did like a, a bit of uh, music with his bamboo um, uh, flute. So I want to do a billion things beside working. And so I'm way more effective. So the question I have for you is what kind of activity can you find or explore that will fulfill you outside of work? That's the first step. Now let's talk a bit more about what you can do, how you can set up your business that, so it gives you more freedom. And let's talk about what almost every company does now in the world. Most companies follow this model, what I call the synchronous model. And it's, for most companies, it's still unconscious. They didn't think really about that. But their whole business he built, is built uh, following this model, which means basically that all exchanges have to be done in real time. So they set up the whole business with this foundation this idea that everyone has to exchange in real time, which means phone calls, uh, meetings, uh, they, they ask people to be at the same place, at the same place, in the same hours, so you have office hours. They ask people to exchange in real time through chat, etc., etc. And to be fair, for centuries, for millenniums, it was the only way to have a business. You couldn't do anything else besides having real-time exchanges. But now, with the tools we have on the internet, it is possible to have a new model to build your business on something new, what I call the e-synchronous model. And with this e-synchronous model, I built my company following these. It's very simple. Nobody needs to communicate in real-time. It's just unnecessary. So you don't ask people to do phone calls or to do uh, meetings or to be in the same physical place. You don't care. Most of the exchanges are made in an asynchronous way. So in my business, almost all the exchanges are made through emails and a task management software called Asana. Who knows Asana here? Yeah, a few people here. Key! Yeah, okay, you're still following, great. Awesome. Uh, so, and uh, also in my business, we don't have offices because we don't need offices. So there are a few advantages to this model. The first one is there is no office hours because you don't want people to exchange in real time so everyone can show up at work when he wants. We don't have an office anyway, so it, People can work following their own schedule, which gives people a lot of freedom they are not accustomed to in most jobs. Also, because we don't have an office and we don't need real-time communication, everyone can work from everywhere he wants. You don't need to be somewhere. You just have to be in a place which has internet, which today is a lot, lot, lot of places. So you can give to your employees and your freelancers the freedom to travel or to live in the countryside remotely, for example. 
And also, what is so good about this model too is because you don't need real-time exchanges, you don't, people don't need to be in the same time zone. They can be in Africa, in Brazil, in the US, everywhere in the world, it doesn't matter. So it gives them even more freedom. So here I have uh, an illustration of uh, the process I use for my YouTube channel. It's in French. I uh, let it in French uh, on purpose because it doesn't matter what are the details exactly. But I have the biggest uh, YouTube channel in French about entrepreneurship. And for 465 days in a row, I did one video a day. So it was a lot of videos. And because I don't like to work too much and I didn't want to die too, I had this very uh, precise process where basically my team do most of the work. I just shoot the video and then they take care of everything else. So let me show you on this map where my YouTube team is in the world. So first, my video guy, the guy who is editing my videos, he lives in Paris. He's a real French guy living in Paris. Uh, then, Younes, uh, the, the guy who does all the annotation, all the like day-to-day -day work for my, for my YouTube channel, is Moroccan, he lives, he lives in Morocco. Uh, then you have uh, Melek who does uh, some translation when I need that, and Melek is a Tunisian, she lives in Tunisia. Uh, my administrative assistant is Alexandra, now she lives in France, but when she started to work for me, she was living in China, then she lived in Brazil for a few years, and uh, maybe next year she will go to uh, live in South Africa because her husband uh, build factories everywhere in the world. So she's very happy to work for me and to not have to be in a, in a place, in a particular place. Then I have my Ironman assistant, uh, Elizabeth, which, who is like my super, super assistant who takes care of my personal stuff. She lives in London. When I want to do a really, really, really amazing video, I uh, hire Francois. Francois is a French-Canadian. He lives in a Quebec, uh, and also um, I hired a branding specialist for video, he, Yves, and Yves is a French living in Japan. So just to give you like uh, a picture of my organization, I and I have more people working for me now. And I don't have, just for the record, I don't have any employee. People, the people working for me are only freelancers, and they love the freedom I give them through this model. Oh, oh yes, and I, for, I almost forgot, um, I have uh, uh, people doing text transcription of my videos and it's a, it's a company in Madagascar. So that's one of the big advantages too of this asynchronous model. You can have people from everywhere in the world working for you. Also, when you don't have meetings in your company, who who has meeting in his company now? Who had meetings before in his company? Yeah? Okay, almost everyone, exactly. So the problem with meetings, uh, there was a very uh, serious study made in the US a few years ago. And they asked people what did they think about meetings in their business. So 91% of people answered that most of the time they daydream during a meeting. Who, ha who already ha uh, daydreamed in a, in, a, in a meeting before? <laughs> yeah, right? Almost everyone, exactly. 
45% of people said they feel overwhelmed by the number of meetings they had to do. 47% think meetings are a waste of time, and there are a lot of studies that show that usually meetings are not efficient at all in an organization. So when you remove meetings too because you don't need real-time exchanges, it gives you more productivity in your business too and less stress for everyone. Also, with this model, you have way less interruptions. And it's very important. Why? Because when you focus on something, like, I don't know, you're writing an article or you, you work on some specific task, any interruptions really significantly increases the time needed to finish a task, as well as the risk you make an error. Basically, for example, if you're writing an article on someone call you, okay, you do the call, you hang, on, uh, you hang up the phone, and then you need, on average, 64 seconds. 64 seconds to focus again on, uh, to be productive on this task. And it doesn't seem much when you look at it like, quickly, but when you do a quick calculation, you realize it can really waste a lot of time. So let's say, for example, you have in one hour two calls of two minutes. And so for each course, you waste, you waste two minutes. And also, you, you need every time 64 seconds to refocus on your task. Also, you have five SMS and uh, three Skype messages. And you, was, you waste on one hour 23 minutes, 23 minutes with just two phone calls of two minutes and a few messages. So it's a huge, 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 huge waste of time. And when you, you don't need um, real-time uh, conversations, you don't need to be interrupted. You don't need someone to call you. You don't need to have your notification on on your phone because you can choose your own interruptions. So it helps you a lot to be more productive and also to be more happy, to give you more freedom for your mind. In fact, my business in design is designed to give maximum autonomy to, my, uh, to its members. It's impossible to have an urgency in my business. Not everything is designed so urgencies doesn't, don't exist at all. And uh, even in the case an emergency uh, happens, my team knows how to manage it. And I want to share with you some things that usually like really shock people, but I have maybe 12 people working for me right now. Nobody, nobody in my team has my phone number. They don't have my phone number. Why? because they don't need to call me. Why they don't need to call me? Because there is no urgency in my business, and we don't want to exchange in real time anyway, so who cares? The only exception is my super Ironman assistant who lives in London, and she knows exactly my lifestyle, so she has my phone number, and she knows how to use it uh, efficiently. Just imagine what your life would be if you don't, your phone never rings how it will bring you more peace and productivity and happiness. And not only it never rings, but also you never have any interruption from your phone. Your phone cannot interrupt you. You don't, you don't let your phone interrupt your life. You choose when you want to focus on your communications. So 
I'm not saying it's like the perfect model ever and it's, it doesn't have flaws. It has some inconvenience, so I want to share them with you because it's clear this model is not for everyone. Because some people, well, they need guidance to work. If you give some people like the freedom to organize themselves as they want, with no office hours and they can work remotely where they want, some people, they will don't do anything. It just so happens. So it's not for everyone. It's for people who are autonomous and love their freedom. And also, uh, because you don't have an office, you don't have a physical location where people can meet, well, for some people it can be hard because some people really need the kind of automatic uh, socialization that an office gives. Every day they go to the office and they see people and they feel good about it. So if you give them the freedom to uh, work without an office to work from home, for example, they will feel uh, alone and depressed and sad because they don't see much people. So this model is for people who love freedom and can also socialize outside of work. But the fact is today, I mean, internet technologies are very recent in human history. And it just seems like maybe 10 or 15 years that this kind of model is possible for most of people. But the fact is a lot, a lot of people still go to work to the office every day more by tradition than by reflection. And what I mean by that is basically, if you work on a computer today with an internet connection in an office, chances are you don't need to be in the office. You can just work on your computer from home or from everywhere else. Who works here on a computer with an internet connection? I'm waiting for the... <laughs> Only? Okay, key I! <laughs> okay, let's do it again. Key? Okay, who works here on a computer with an internet connection? Yeah, like a lot of people normally. <laughs> All right, so, and the question I have for you too, in your business, in your daily task, what task can be done remotely, either partially or completely? And when you ask yourself this question, it can give you an idea of how you can implement this model into your business. So this is the first uh, pillar to have a business that is in service of your life, the in-synchronous model. Let's talk now about this guy. Who knows Pareto? Who heard of him before? Nobody? Okay, a few people, all right. So Pareto is, he was an uh, Italian economist, and he discovered something very, very odd at the beginning of the 20th century. And it was that no matter where you look, no matter when you look in history, you have 20% of the countries that has 80% of the wealth of the world. And when you look in the countries, it's the same. 20% of the people shares 80% of the wealth of the country. And uh, at the beginning, it was just like kind of an economical law. But in the 40s, 50s, people realized more and more that actually this principle applied to a lot of different fields. And 
people realize that, for example, in a company, 20% of your task will uh, give you 80% of the revenue. And the contrary is, of course, that 80% of the task gives the company 20% of the revenue. And it's the same. Usually, you have 20% of the customers that will bring 80% of the revenue. We'll have 20% of the product that will bring 80% of the revenue. Of course, it's not always exactly 20% and 80%, just a general principle. But it's a tendency that is true in a lot of different companies around the world in a lot of different fields. Actually, when I discovered this uh, Pareto law, I did the calculation in my first business, and I discovered that, actually, I will tell, I will tell you just later because I have a, a pro and point uh, slide about that. And also, what is important, it doesn't apply only on numbers. Usually, 20% of your customers will create 80% of your stress. 80% of your problems will be generated by 20% of your customers do. So, so the general law is 80% of effects are made by 20% of causes. And when you start to see the world like that, you begin to understand that a ma majority of your problems is created by a minority of people. And also, a majority of your happiness is created by a minority of people you connect with. And it's a very, very, very interesting exercise you can do today or tomorrow, like asking yourself this question, who in my life creates 80% of my problems? And who in my life creates 80% of my happiness? And when you do this analysis, you can do the obvious, obvious thing if you have the freedom to do it, of course. You just remove or at least try to not see too much the people which, who brings most of the stress in your life and you try to see more the people who brings more happiness in your life. It's so simple. And you, you just, and you become instantly more happy. And I'm speaking from experience because it's exactly what I did when I decided to uh, start being a slave of my own company and stop working 70 hours a week. And I did this analysis and I saw that 20% of my customers were bringing so, so much stress, I just fired them. I told my customers, these customers, sorry, we, we cannot work anymore together. You have to find a new provider. And I can tell you it's an incre incredible feeling when you fire your bad customers. It's amazing. It gives you this uh, feeling, this sensation of freedom like nothing else. And also, it's, it's very universal. A minority of films, music, books, shows, plays is demanded by a majority of the public. So a minority of causes creates a majority of effects. And when you have this law in mind, you can use it to have a more happy life, a more relaxed life, and still has the same, almost the same uh, impact and the same uh, amount of money you earn, you earn. And I love, love this quote by uh, Ben Johnson. Many people could go to heaven by working half as much as they do to go to hell. 
It's such a wonderful, interesting quote because it's so true. So many people, they work too much and they are stressed and burn out, but they don't realize that if they would focus on the 20% of customers that, that, that brings them 80% of the revenue and happiness, they would be so more happy with just a little less money, but so much more free, free time and happiness. So when I did the analysis in my, com in my first company, I was shocked to see that 81% of the revenue was generated by 17% of the customers. So as you can see, it was not exactly 20 and 80, but it was very close, so close I was shocked. I was like, for a few seconds on my, in front of my computer, I was like, completely like, uh, yeah, I was like, shit, it's true. Key? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and yes, as I told you, 80% of, of my stress was generated by 20% of my customers. So, <clears throat> how to gain time? It's simple. 20% of the task you do brings 80% of the results. So the first thing to do is to identify and eliminate the unnecessary round. And it's true, it sounds maybe more easier to, uh, to read than to do, but it's like an ongoing process that I encourage you to try and to really integrate into your daily life, your habits, your mindset. And it, will, it can really completely transform your life. You can ask, uh, like, frequently this question. Why do I do that? Is it really necessary? It's such a great question to ask yourself. Because sometimes, you know, you, you do tasks by tradition because you did this task, like, two years ago. Maybe two years ago it was necessary, necessary for you to do this task. But maybe now... You don't have to do it anymore, so you can eliminate it, or you can delegate it, or you can automate it with a new software that allows you to, to uh, delegate it. So you, what you can do is, for example, you decide to do one week, one week of analysis, and you set up a reminder on your phone, and that's one of the time you can allow your phone to interrupt you. And every 30 minutes, for example, you ask your phone to pop this question out, like, why do I do that? Is it really necessary? And it will force yourself to think, really think about why you do the things you do. And sometimes you realize you're like, oh, but I don't need to do that. It's not necessary. It's not part of the 20% of the task that brings 80% of everything. So I can get rid of them. And you can ask this question to what do I want to do with my time? What is the 20% of my work? on which I should focus. So that's the second pillar of having a business that is in service of your life. First pillar, asynchronous model. Second pillar, 2080 analysis on a constant basis. And third pillar is habits. Habits are very, very, very important for productivity. At the beginning, when you try to have this kind of lifestyle, it's a bit hard to, okay, I need to think 2080, I need to think uh, on why I do that, and it's a bit hard, but you need to like, force yourself until it's a habit. And let, let me share with you a story, a true story, uh, of what happened with my book. So, with my book, it took me uh, four years to write it, and my goal was to write 1,000 words a day. 
So four years, and I and the book is 230,000 words total. So I'll let you do the calculation. Did I succeed in my goal of writing 1,000 words a day? I failed miserably, completely. And to be fair, I, I wrote more than uh, this number of words because of course I also eliminated a, a lot of stuff, but still, I was not as productive as I, I wish I was. But there was a period in my life during these four years that was the most productive. It was when I was living there, El Nido. El Nido, it's a small village in Palawan, an island of the Philippines. And it's literally like the paradise on earth. It's like, as you can see, beautiful beaches, incredible sunset, transparent waters, incredible. And <clears throat> I had a very, very, very consistent uh, habit there. I had a routine every day. I was waking up when I wanted to wake up, usually around 9.30 a.m. or 10 a.m. Then I will go to the cafe in front of the sea uh, to eat breakfast. And just, just after that, it was an iron rule. I couldn't break it. Uh, I would write my 1,000 words a day, no matter what. It was the first thing I would do in the morning after breakfast. Nothing else. Then after I wrote 1,000 words, and sometimes it could take half an hour, sometimes it could take two hours, okay? It depends, but I didn't care. I wanted to write 1,000 words. Then I would work for my business for maybe 30 to 60 minutes. And then I would have lunch and enjoy the rest of the day. So usually I would have finished everything around noon, noon 30, and then had the whole afternoon and evening to uh, enjoy my, my, my life. And so, and I did it. I, I went to the beach a lot. I had fun with my friends. If you can spot me, you gain uh, a bonus point. Uh, I even celebrated my birthday there with my friends. I, uh, we went to uh, do camping in a remote island. It was amazing. I even uh, did my second level of paddy for, for, for diving. And so I had a blast. It was maybe the best moment in my year. And what is so amazing is that it's also where, when I was the most productive in the entire four years of writing this book. Why? Because I combined everything there I share with you. I had habits. I had a 2080 analysis of what was really important in my life and my business. And I knew I, I had a lot of activities to fill the void. So I was extre extremely productive and I had a great time. And you can also, if you combine everything like that, be extremely productive and have a great time. So I want to leave you with this last question and you. What can you achieve if you combine habits, 2080 analysis, filling the void, and also the asynchronous model? Thank you.
Yeah. <laughs> so, my rebels intelligent, I hope you enjoyed this video. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about the influences, all the uh, not all, but the the main sources of my lifestyle too. The book that really influenced me the most is The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss and also The He-Myth by uh, Michael Gerber, which is also recommended by uh, Tim Ferriss at the end of his book. And, you know, nothing really replaced practice. When I read The 4-Hour Workweek, I decided to have his lifestyle. A lot of people read The 4-Hour Workweek, were inspired but didn't do anything. So don't be part of these people, be part of the minority of people who act. And also feel free to receive a free extract of my upcoming book in English, uh, Tout le monde appelle la chance de rater ses études, uh, which is a bestseller in French and will be uh, very soon published in English. So the extract is three principles to succeed in any field in your life. If it sounds too good to be true, well, be a good skeptic and see by yourself. Well, 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 my intelligent rebels. Thank you for listening. You are still here, which means you are part of the 15%, the 10%, the 5%, maybe the 2% of people who manage to listen until the end. So you are part of the most motivated listeners. Thank you for this and congrats. Now, would you like to share the love about this podcast if you like it? If yes, feel free to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes or Spotify. It will mean the world for me because it will motivate me to continue to create content to help you create your own adventure in life. And it will help spread the word and reach more intelligent rebels and help them also create their own adventure in life. Thank you in advance if you do it and see you soon. Bye-bye.